Blog Talk Radio. I'll have some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days. Good morning to you. God bless you. You're listening to 
the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. If you would like to reach us, our P.O. Box is 9786, that's Baltimore, Maryland, 21284. Again, it's the Fivefold Ministries, P.O. Box 9786, Baltimore, Maryland, 21284. If you would like to call us for prayer, our number is 410-661-4103. Again, that's 410-661-4103. You can hear us through the week on the same radio station as well as the weekend. Again, we are aired Monday through Fridays as well as on Sundays. If you would like to watch us on TV, we're on TV through the week as well as the weekend. We thank you so much for tuning in to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. This is also our disclaimer. The music that you hear belongs to the artist. They own rights to their music. We are here to edify, exalt, and encourage you to listen to those beautiful, beautiful sounds of Zion and encourage you to get those CDs. So this is our disclaimer. So many people have given good compliments, and they want to hear this dynamic preacher. His name is Apostle Alexander Lockamy. Again, his name is Apostle Alexander Lockamy. He's with the Burning Bush in Irwin, North Carolina. It is called the Burning Bush in Irwin, North Carolina. His name is Apostle Alexander Lockamy. At the end of the broadcast, you'll be able to have his phone number as well as the address to his church. We would encourage you to listen to him. He comes on the same radio station on Thursday. We would like you to call 410-319-527-6036. Again, that's 410-319-527-6036. You can hear him on Thursday. He is our guest speaker on Thursday. He has the wisdom gift. He's able to interpret the word of God, divide it in spiritual truth, and go behind the veil and give us a revelation knowledge. Again, Apostle Alexander Lockamy has that wisdom gift that they speak of in the Bible. We're going to listen to his Thursday broadcast as a salute and many of you have said that you have enjoyed it. So we want to uh, just play a sample of that broadcast we had on Thursday and encourage you to call on Thursday from 7 o'clock p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m. You would not be disappointed. Truly, God has blessed him to go behind the veil. And we thank you so much for listening to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast And let us get started as we listen to his latest recording. He was with us on Thursday, 
and we want to share it with you. God bless you, Apostle Alexander Lockamy. Amen. And, uh, and, and we pray that it will find each and every one right where they are sitting. And uh, we want to go to to talk about uh, making uh, the right decision. Making the right decision. The choice is ours. And making the right decision. We, we, we make decisions every day, but we make the wrong one. And we simply know right, but we do wrong. The decision, the, the answer is right before us. The decision to make, and we know that we'll jump up because we want to fulfill the lust of the flesh, because we want to fill our desires, because we want to fulfill our emotions, because we want to satisfy our intimate bit. We make the wrong decision. And in making the wrong decision, there are consequences in every decision that we make. And, and uh, uh, Newton said for every action, uh, Isaac Newton said for every action, there's a positive and negative reaction. What go up must come down. If you throw a ball against the wall, it's going to come back and hit somebody. And it may not hit the one that you went for it to hit. So there are always consequences in the decisions that we make. But God wants us to make the right decisions in the Holy Spirit. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was sent to give us insight. Not not delight, but insight. It was sent to give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding. That's why he said that all you're getting Get an understanding. You can be the wisest person in the world and not be understanding. You can be educated. You can have a, a, a college degree, you know, a, a doctorate degree, and still not be understanding. Uh, the Bible says all you get, get an understanding. Wisdom, uh, knowledge is one thing, but wisdom is knowing how to take that knowledge and, 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 and interpret it and break it down that it might come out in the right way. A lot of people got knowledge, but they don't have the wisdom uh, to use that knowledge. It's okay, it's okay to be wise. It's okay to know that you ain't supposed to stand in the middle of the highway on the freeway. It's good to know that, but it's best you not stand out there on the highway in the freeway. So wisdom tell you not only you need to know not to stay in there, wisdom tell you not to stay in there. So wisdom gives us insight on the things that we already know. So God wants us to decide to know to start making wicked the closer than we ever have to eternal life. And God wants us to check ourselves, that, that look at the decisions that we're making, and then we blame on others. It's bad when you don't own up to your own decisions, when, when, when you make bad decisions. Bad decisions that don't only hurt you. It hurts others. It, it hurts that when a husband makes a bad decision to have an affair, it don't only hurt his wife, it hurt his children, it hurt other family members. To her other people, and the wife decided that she wanted to walk out of the marriage and have an affair. She didn't only hurt her husband, to hurt her children, to hurt her brothers, her father-in-law, her brother-in-law, family members. When you do wrong, when you make wrong decisions, you hurt more than just yourself. You hurt others, and it's bad when you make decisions when you know what the right the right thing to do. And did go make bad decisions anyway. So we want to talk this afternoon about making the right decisions. But sure to yours. Joshua said in the book of Joshua, as he was talking to the people, he was trying to correct them, and he, he wanted them to to know that the choice was theirs in, in serving God. You cannot make nobody serve God. It never was in the simple where God told us to make anybody serve. God don't even make us serve him. So God don't make us serve him. We can't make people serve God. 
All you do is pray for people who they don't want to serve the Lord. Don't talk about them. Don't judge them. Don't call them all kind of names because that's not for you to do because you were lost one time. Nobody didn't really want nobody to call your name. We all, we, you know, we, we, we have not always been where we are. Paul says we've not always been where we are. We, too, did those things in time past in the lust of the flesh. We, too, lied. We, too, cheated. We, too, uh, broke God's commandment. But now that we've been born again, uh, then we ought to help those that, that are lost. We ought to help those that is not where they need to be in God, not by judging them, but by praying for them. So God was concerned here in the book of end of Joshua, the 24th chapter. Joshua was concerned because he led these rebellious people through the wilderness. And he knew that in the back of his mind that they, hey, they just ain't going to do right. So he gave them a lecture before he, before he ended his journey. He said on the 13th verse of the 24th chapter, he said, I have given you a land which you did not labor, God is talking, and cities which you did not build. And you dwell in them, you eat of the vineyards, olive groves, which you did not plant. Now therefore fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river, and Egypt to serve the Lord. And if it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether God which your father served that was on the other side of the river, or the God of the Amorites in whom land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. God would not say, as for me and my house, we're going to make you serve the Lord. God would say he chose that he was going to serve the Lord. Sometimes people uh, 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 do what other people do that are around them. If they do wrong, they do wrong. They go left, they go left. But we got to learn not let what other people do affect us. God made his decision that his house is going to live holy. His house is going to serve the Lord. You can't make nobody else's house serve the Lord, but you can serve the Lord yourself. And I wrote down a, a few things here that I want to comment on. <clears throat> it said, we're living in a world of confusion, a time of undecisiveness. People act like they are confused and don't know right from wrong. We act like we don't know that two men are two men and two women are two women. We act like we don't know that a man is supposed to go with a woman, a woman is supposed to go with a man. We think that two men are supposed to go together, two women go together, and we really don't 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 know the difference. Supreme Court tells us so, and the Supreme Court the Supreme Court don't know. So how can they give us an answer? Wrong. We call wrong right and right wrong. Our judicial system is contaminated with bribery and corruption. The judges, the lawyers, the DA, if you go to court, you'll find out they all came out the same room in the back of the jury. They sit in the same room. They all, ready, they all come out the same chamber. If you are the victim on trial, they do not determine your faith on whether or not you are right or wrong. But whether you are or your color and what you have, but possession, your money, plays a great part on whether or not you are found guilty. They all come out the same room. All that you don't pay that lawyer, all that money, and the judge already know. They already know your fate. They already know where you're gonna find you guilty, or innocent. Your lawyer don't talk to the DA. The DA don't talk to your lawyer. To your lawyer, you thinking you making you think that he's working in your favor, and you already done 
broke off a piece of that money you gave him to the DA, so the DA will lean this way or that way. It's all about bribery. And then this, and, 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 and unrighteousness has gotten all in the juridical system. Even the judge gets a little bit. Oh, not every judge, please, excuse me. Not every lawyer, but majority of them have been contaminated by money. And if you got money, you go home when court is over. You don't have no money, you go to jail. Oh, yes, they say that the prisons are filled up with alcohol, filled up with blacks, filled up with this one, filled up with that one. That's because they didn't have the money, as others did, other nationalities uh, uh, had to, to pay their way out. But because they didn't have no money to pay the judge, the lawyer, so the lawyer could pay the judge, and the judge could pay the DA, they ended up in confinement. But one thing about God, he is just. He's not unrighteous in his dealings. That's why he said, woe well, unto the judges that judge my people. So I would have every judge to know that when you lay down at night, if you have not judged the people right, the judgment is coming on you. People don't fear no more. People are not afraid no more. People get up and they live wrong all week long and get up in the choir on Sunday morning saying, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the red light rain. They'll live ungodly all week long and then get up and put a robe on or the apostle robe or pastor robe and the vandalist robe or the prophet robe and prophesy to the people, tell them right from wrong when they done done wrong all week long. It's time that we make the decision to come back to God. It's time that we make the decision to live right. It's time that we make a decision and make a hold of holy hand. We make it look like God ain't holy no more. Is anybody hear me talking? We make it look like that God ain't righteous no more. That God doesn't change his mind and God thinks like we think. Do what you want to do. It's your thing, baby. That's what the world says. The world says it's it, it, different strokes for different folks. We even got thinking that God's thinking the same way we think it. But God is not thinking this way. God is holy. He's holy in the morning. He's holy in the evening. He's holy in the midnight hour. God is holy at all times. That's why he said, be ye holy, for I am holy. Be ye righteous, for I am righteous. God wants us, that are people of God, to get our act together and make the right decision. How can we save the world when we're acting like the world, when we're cussing like the world, when we're living like the world? It is true saying that they seem like more babies are coming out of the church with unwed women. In the world, in the, in the women in the world, it seems like the women in the world that don't that don't have Jesus, who don't have Christ, that got a conviction on them not to to have a baby out of wedlock. Why? Because they they were brought up, taught that that was wrong, but yet the church world acts like it's just a thing to do. It's nothing. All you got to do is ask God to forgive you, and it's okay. Yes, God is a forgiving God, but there are consequences even after being forgiven. There are consequences. And all we do, God wants us to be honor him in our bodies. Amen. With the members of our body, he wants us to honor him. He wants the women to honor him. He wants the men to honor him. Yes, God wants us to live holy. Holiness is right. Holiness hasn't gone nowhere. Holiness is still in style. And God wants us. So God will say, choose you today. Whom you going to serve? If God be God, serve God. But if the devil be God, serve the devil. And we know the devil ain't God, so we ain't going to serve the devil. The gospel is trying to make a, uh, get a point across to them that now it's God been good to you. We, we need to look back and see how good God been. He bought us from a mighty long way. If it had not been for the Lord who were on our side, none of us would be here today. 
And we owe God that much for how good he did. The Bible says, loving kindness and tender mercy have we drawn it. When right and wrong can be both bought off with money, then there, there's no justice in the system. I said, when right and wrong can be bought off with money, then there's no justice. And this is what's going on in our high places. We got the people up there knowing that that person is wrong. And because of money, we find them innocent. God is not pleased with our juridistic system because we have taken lightly his words concerning holiness, righteousness, justice. The world we are living in, as well as the church, act as though that God has changed his mind about righteousness, about holiness, about justice, about living right. They use the terms, as I often said, uh, uh, I'm just a man. I'm the only human. I'm just a man. And for that reason, we use that term so we can sin. There are different strokes with different folks. And we keep on using those terms over and over again. It's your thing, baby. Do what you want to do. And nobody can tell me what to do. It may be so far the world talks that way. It, it's okay if the world talks that way because it doesn't know any better. But for the church to talk that way is a shame, and it bothers me. It bothers the Lord. We are either right or wrong, up or down, left or right, in or out, black or white, little or big, short or tall, high or low, saved or lost. Said there's a saying going around. I want to correct that saying and straighten it out because the word backs it up. Once you say, you always say. Now, many people have heard this, and I don't know what interpretation you got from it, but I'm going to straighten that out tonight. Once you say, you always say. That is not true. Yes, salvation saves us, but if you backslide, you ain't saved. Now, how are you going to be going north and south at the same time? Now you going north, now I turn around and see you get on the southbound and go back southbound, but I pass and you tell me you're going north, and I know you got off on the exit and went back south. Same it is with God. He said in the scripture, he said to the man, he said, if a man live right all his days, and in the end he decides that he don't want to live right no more, and he go back in the world and die in his sin, the Bible said that man's soul shall be lost. But if a wicked man live wicked all his days, and in the end, at 80 or 90 years old, decided he don't want to live wicked no more, and that man decides he don't want to live out in the world, but he gets saved, the Bible says all his wickedness will be forgiven him, and he'll be a saved man. So anybody hear what I'm trying to say? Yes, you can lose out with God. You can you can lose your, your, your soul salvation. Uh-huh. You, you can lose that. Ain't no such thing as once you say, you always say. The children don't even back that up. Because the children of Israel backslid so many times from God. Just because God said he would murder them, it means he saved them. Hello? Just because God said he would murder the backside, don't mean he saved them. The other way, he would give them an opportunity to be saved. He said, who's the level of will? Let them come. Take freely of the bread of life. If you don't take make Jesus Christ Lord and Savior, excuse me, and hell going to be our home. If you and I don't make Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of our life, then hell is going to be our home. I don't care Grandma say, I don't care Aunt Boo Boo say, I don't care Lisa May say, and Teddy, Teddy, and 
Willie up, family member, and you'll say, that is not going to save you. Every one of us got to work out our soul salvation with trembling fear. We got to make decisions to make Jesus Lord and Savior of our life. The children said that we come up any other way. We are thieves and a robber. Ain't but one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ, God's Son. Yes, 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 I know you got saved when you were 13 years old, and you've been living like the devil ever since then. Hey, now you saved me now, and you still want to hold on to salvation. Some of you are on your way to heaven. No, baby, you got to repent. The Bible says repent for once you follow it and do your first work over. Oh, that's what the scripture said. Repent, but if you don't repent for what you're falling, you're going to be lost. You're going to stand before the, good, the judgment seat of God, and you're going to be cast to the outer darkness. You're going to be weeping and grasping the teeth. Yes, yeah. the Bible says, be not deceived, for God is not mocked. Well, so never a man sow a debt till he also reaps. You can't sow a, a sinful life all your life and then turn around and go to heaven and don't repent. you got to repent. You got to tell God you're sorry. And then you repent does not mean just make a statement. Repent means to turn. But hello, hello. Repent means to turn from what you're doing. If you get if you get on your knees and, and ask God to forgive you, and you repent, then get up and go back and do the same thing. You have not repented. All you did was make a statement. Repent had an action behind it. You got to do something about that. You see what I'm trying to say? You can't go out there and take somebody's husband and take somebody's wife and go to church on Sunday morning and ask you to forgive God to forgive you for taking their husband and wife and go back home with them. Oh, somebody help me this out of notes. Because the scripture said that Zacchaeus was in a sycamore tree, and Jesus went by and, and saw him up there cutting a long story short, told him to come down. Zacchaeus, I'm going to your house today. Zacchaeus had enough of sense to know that, 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 that he had done wrong. He was a tax collector. He had took people money by false pretense. And Zacchaeus said that he would give back. He would give back. Folks, folks, if he's taking anything from any man, Zacchaeus said. In other words, I, mean, I just don't want to be saved. I'll get it right because I've been wrong. I wrong any man, he said. I'll make it right. I come by to tell somebody you need to make it right. God is talking about making the right decision. You sit there in that choir knowing you don't wrong somebody. Sit there on the motherboard, the deacon board, sit there in the pulpit. Out there in the congregation, no, you ain't spoke to your mama. You know, you ain't spoke to your daddy. You ain't spoke to your brothers. Y'all fell out days ago. Y'all fell out weeks ago. Y'all fell out years ago. At a monster in your heart to a dinner, they told you. And you said they're talking you on your way to heaven anyhow. So you're going to walk around heaven all day long. I hope you. I hope that do be heaven that you see there. Amen, that you're going to be walking around. Because God's word is not, he's not a lying, not a liar. The Bible says if you don't forgive one another that trespass, Neither will God forgive you. Isn't that something? You ain't spoke to your son. You ain't spoke to your daughter. You ain't spoke to your dad and your mom. And you up there talking about you on your way to heaven. You say you've been born again. If your grace can't make you forgive, if your grace can't make you go hug your mama neck, if your grace can't make you go hug your daddy neck, if your grace can't make you go hug your son and your daughter neck, if your grace can't make you go hug your wife neck and forgive her, you need to throw that grace away because it ain't the right grace. But this grace makes you forgive. This grace makes you humble yourself. This grace makes you say you're sorry. This grace makes you do it right. It helps you make the right decision. That's why God gave us this grace. Look, none of us are wrong, right? We all wrong. And nobody in no position to judge nobody. We all just sin and come short of the glory of God. We all just made some of the most hideous mistakes that can be made. And we need God's grace. We need God's forgiveness. And see, He's like the man that, that 
Bo, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up and get compassion back on board. Time to get love back in the church. It's time to get compassion back in the church. It's time to get holiness back in the church. But the Bible says abomination, the desolation set on the throne. Oh, my God, in the name of Jesus, evil sits on the throne, and nobody says nothing. Wrong, nobody says nothing about wrong. It's okay to do wrong, but we judge what is right. Time to judge right. And you can't judge right if righteousness ain't in you. Hello? You can't judge right if righteousness is not in us. We need to learn how. We are either right or wrong, up or down. It's time to do the right thing. God has not changed his mind about holiness and righteousness. God is expecting us to live holy every day, every minute, every second, every hour, all week long, from Sunday to Sunday, when people are watching you and when people are not watching you, whether you're in the desert or, 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 or out on the, on the other, other side of the sea, we've got to live holy. God said in his word, be you holy, for I am holy. Be you perfect, for I am perfect. And I sanctify myself from the things of this world, you do also. It's always right and will always be right. Oh, I want to talk about that just a little bit because we make that look like that, that when you start talking about holiness, people start dropping in here. Like, you might not be saying that. You shouldn't be talking about holiness in IGA. You should not be talking about holiness in, 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 in Kroger's or, 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 or some store because that's not the proper place. Where they cuss in the store, they, 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 they say whatever they want to in the store. Curse when they get ready. Show no respect to nobody while they're cursing. I believe they can curse in the store. I can talk about Jesus in the store. Uh, hello? And then he said, live holy. God called others to become the same and live holy. Jesus, he lifted it up and he draw all. He said that if, we, if he be lifted up, he said he'll draw all men unto him. How do we lift him up? By living right. By walking like Christ. This is the way we lift Jesus up. We lift him up by living holy for him. And when others see us living holy for God, for Jesus, in spite of what we are going through, do we make excuses why we don't live holy? This happened to me and that happened to me. And I just couldn't take it. I had to get me a beer. Or I had to get me a joint. I had to get me some marijuana. Or I just go ahead and go find me something to comfort me because I just hurt me so bad. But God's grace is sufficient. God will put no more on you than you're able to bear. I don't care what you're going through, you can come out holy. You don't care who lied on you, you can come out holy. I don't care who talked about you, you can come out holy. So the way to love, the way to live each day, lift up the Lord, Jesus. When we live right, there are also great blessings for living right. So people don't understand that when you don't live right, you for you, you for the benefit. Their benefits come from living right. And when you don't live right, you forfeit those benefits. You cause uh, uh, your blessing to be hindered because you won't won't do the right thing. So it's time to make the right decisions. Look at the Bible, all those that made right decisions. Look how they were blessed. Cain made uh, Abel made the right decision, and Cain didn't. Uh Amen. Abel made the right decision, but Cain didn't. Then go Abraham out Jacob. Jacob made the right decision, but Esau didn't. So it's so easy. The Bible says God loved it, Jacob, and he hated Esau. Then the scripture asks the question, is God wrong? 
Is God wrong for hating Esau and loving Jacob? No, God ain't wrong. God is judge. God can love who he wants to hate who he won't hate. He's God. He made us. He created us in his image. And when God says he hates, he means that in a godly-like way. He don't be like in a mean-like way because he means he really hated. He, he hated Esau because of what Esau did. Esau had evil him. Esau was sinful. Esau had an evil nature in him. And that's what God hated. He hated that evil nature that was on Esau. That's why he said he loved it. Jacob. Jacob was a humble man. Jacob was an obedient man. Jacob was a man that loved the Lord. And the Bible said he hated Esau. God hates our evil nature. He loves us, but he hates our evil nature because our evil nature leads us in the wrong direction. And I say we need to make sure that we got the nature of God, and that's another choice we need to make. We need to make sure that we are truly born again. I ain't talking about somebody said we were saved. We thought we were saved. You need to know that you've been truly born again, not by holding no position in the church, not because you were president of the choir, on the usher board, the trustee board, you need to know that God has changed your nature. You need to know that salvation has come inside. And, honey, if you've been saved, you're going to know you're saved. It is impossible to be saved and not know you're saved. Because the transformation is going to take place. Old things are going to pass away. The whole all things become new. Now, you've got a lot of people come out of the world, and they don't live, they don't live in the world so long, now there's nothing left to do but come to church. And they think they say because they don't come to church and they sat on the front row and got them a title in the church and, and somebody made them a deacon and a mother and gave them a position in the church. And now they think they say because they don't change. Now, yes, they hear change, but change is not salvation. Hello? Change is not salvation. You can be changed all you want to and still be lost and go straight to judgment. But salvation, praise. You need to change. Hear me, hear me out. Change is not salvation, but salvation brings the change. The Bible says old things pass away, just a spiritual thing. The whole all things become new. What God does is when he saves you, he goes inside you and takes out that old Adamic nature that you got, that Adam gave you. When Adam sitting in the garden, we receive an Adamic nature, called it Adamic nature. The, uh, the, uh, Adam called us to be condemned. Uh, Adam called judgment to come on us because he, 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 given, he beat that forbidden fruit. And that's the Adamic nature. But when Jesus came along, oh, oh my God, he gave us he gave us the nature of the Son of God. He gave us a nature to be born again. He gave us that versus nature. Now we got the we got now we got the nature of Christ. In other words, the spirit of Christ is living on the inside of us. And whatever attribute God is, whatever nature Jesus is, we are that now of love and joy and peace and patience and all that good stuff. We got the nature of Jesus in us. And that's what happens when you're born again. God takes out the old nature and he put a new nature in you. You're gonna live right because the new nature is right. That's why you're living right. You're not living right because you just living right. You're living right because righteousness on the inside of you. Now the scripture says we can't even be saved by just living right. You gotta be saved by being born again. You gotta be saved because God gave you a new nature. Because the Bible said in no word, we, we're not, by grace are we saved. By grace are we saved. Hello? By grace are we saved. Let me play with this a little bit. By grace are we saved. That's not of our fear, it is the gift of God. It's not a word that any man can boss. You got people bossing because they got titles and positions in the church, and they think because of that they got a right to put somebody down, and they claim that salvation. They, say they claim that it's been grace. That's why he's going to say on that day, many pre preached in my 
name. Many prophesied in my name. Many, many was apostles in my name. But apart from me, I know you're not. For your words should not have been lifted. The other words, they ain't never been saved. Now, understand what the scripture said. He said, I know you're not. He said, I don't even know you. Now, you've been born again. Quite natural, God knows you because he said you were married to a backslider. So quite natural, God knows you. If you've been, but even if you were saved and backslid, God still knows you because he said you were married to the backslider. But he's talking about people who ain't even been saved. They thought they were saved. They didn't get born again. They was only out of the nature of God in them. That's why he said, I know you're not. Depart from me. For all this, all these years, you've been you've been living in sin because you hadn't been born again because you didn't get the new nature because you didn't let me save you. Call old things to pass away before all things become new. You kept on doing the same thing you were doing on the deacon board, the same thing you were doing on the mother. But you brought that same old nature out the club and set it on the deacon board and set it on the mother board and put it in the pulpit and claimed to be born again. But wouldn't let me truly save you. Without true conviction, you are not saved. Oh, without a new nature, you are not saved. Take a hog out of the, take a hog out of the mud. Put a three-piece suit on him. I mean, put a lot of just put about two thousand dollars in that suit, and then put him on some station out and put about two hundred fifty dollars in that. Then put a gold watch up. Put a Rolex on his on his leg. Maybe put about three thousand dollars in that, and turn that hog loose and see that he go. Sit on the floor. See that he go sit on the front seat in the church. Uh, see that he go and sit down, go in, in the back and sit on the back pew in the church. But rather that hog will go right back to the mud. You know why? Because you take the hog, but you didn't change the hog's nature. It's the hog's nature to go to the mud. Now, the hog ain't really did nothing wrong because that's his nature. His nature is the Lord. You made the mistake by putting all that expensive stuff on him, thinking that that want to make him change. But you changed the wrong thing. You changed his outward appearance. But you didn't change his inward period, which was his nature. The Bible said, just like the dog who threw up and went back to and grew up, the eat that he threw up. Whenever you go back out of the garden and deliver, you was like a dog going back, picking up. You're going back getting that mess that you already done threw up. I'm trying to help somebody. You can't go left and say you're going right. You you, you can't do wrong and say you're right. Sweet water, bitter water can't come out the same fountain. Jesus said that. Uh, or apple tree don't bring lemon. A peach tree don't bring pearls. Whatever that tree is, that's what that tree going to be. When Jesus said that, he was trying to use for example, that every tree brings forth in whatever's on that tree. And you don't usually see no, no apples on no orange tree because you because that was not an orange tree. It was an apple tree. So right now the apple's going to be on that tree. So you, a, tree is a tree is distinguished by what's on it. So if you say you've been born again, the Bible says, aren't you not to walk like Christ? You say you were Christ-like. You say you're a Christian, and you're still cussing, and you're still lying, and you're still cheating, and you're still bite-biting, and you're still cutting one another in the back, and you're still loving that man, and, 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 and he a man, and he a man too, and still loving that woman, and she a woman, and you a woman too, and you're still doing the things of the flesh. You're still walking into your natural affection, but you say you're on your way to heaven. Heaven is holy. Oh, somebody help me. Heaven is holy. Heaven ain't dirty. Heaven ain't no abomination. Heaven is not nasty. Heaven is not unclean. But Revelation said, and all these shall be out the city. Those that are abominable, those that are unclean, those that are liars, and those that are bite biters and tail and deceivers. Heaven is holy. And we need to make the decision that if we're going to heaven, we're going to have to be holy. God coming back, the Holy Ghost coming back, picking up holy folks. They've been born again. Holy folk. Holy folk. 
holy toes. So he coming back to the and he know though that he is the scripture says. He already know though that it is. The moment you die, the moment you close your eyes, God already know where you lost a thing. There ain't gonna be no 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 problem, no confusion when God come back out the side whether you saved or whether you lost. When you close your eyes in the judgment, it was already determined whether you were on your way to heaven or on your way to hell. The scripture says that the rich man died, and Lazarus did too. There wasn't no confusion about what was going on. The Bible says the rich man was rich, and he enjoyed his life while he was here. And Lazarus was sick with sores on him. So bad to the dog, let's just say, but when he died, the Bible said the rich man opened up his eyes in hell. Oh, but the angel picked up Lazarus and cured him into paradise. We got to know that God already knows whether you're right or wrong. We're always talking about Santa Claus, coming. he knows when we're right and he knows when we're wrong. We know when we've been good and bad. But I come out of the spirit and know that somebody greater than Santa Claus watching you. He watches you every night, every moment. He knows where you've been good and he knows where you've been bad. He knows where you're right and he knows where you're wrong. He knows where you're holy and he knows where you're not holy. And I encourage each and every one who, who named the name of Christ, it's time you decide to walk like the Bible. It's time you decide to do the right thing. It's time you need to choose to make the Jesus Lord and Savior of your life. It's time to hold a holy and clean hand. It's time to give the devil back his tools. Oh, it's time to surrender. It's time to lay down every weight. Oh, and the sin so easy but better. It's time to send that man or that send that send that that man that woman husband back home. It's time to send that wife that man wife back home. It's time for you to get out of the dust of the fair. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. It's time to go back home to your own wife. Go back home to your own husband. It's time to live holy. It's time to make God proud of us. It, 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 it's time that we please God and not grieve the Holy Ghost. We just grieve the Holy Ghost by the way we live, but it's time to live holy. It, it's time to set a stake before a dying world. Now, in the world, see, we're not living right. We can't draw them. The only way we can draw the world is live holy. For the world do not know no God but the God that we show them. And God, the world got to see God in us. And the world got to see righteousness in us. The world got to see the Holy Ghost performing in us. For the world said, well, if they can't live right and they stay, what need of me getting saved? This is what the world says. So we need to let the world know that we can live saved and sanctified. Holy Ghost feel and five time. Live so when men, women, boys, and girls can run and ask, what must I do to be saved? Making the right decision. Joshua said, choose you today. Somebody need to choose today. Huh? That you're going to serve God. You're not going to go to church. On Monday, the club on Tuesday. You're not going to serve the world through the week and then go to church and try to pretend you're a Christian on Sunday morning. It's time for you to make a choice to make God Lord and Savior of your life and walk accordingly day by day, week by week, month by month, hour by hour. Oh, the Bible says, serve him in the beauty of holiness. Oh, somebody just don't know what you're missing when you live an ungodly life, when you pretend to be saved and and yet your 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 scouts are fierce and this day here today and over there tomorrow. The Bible says serve the Lord and the beauty of holiness. Oh, when you serve God in holiness, self reward God should I reward them that diligently seek me. They self reward that God will give you that will blow your mind. Oh, I wish I'd have known him I wish I'd have known him sooner than what I'd known him. But I've known the Lord, I've tasted his thing. The 
Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I come out to tell somebody, I come out to tell to the unsaved, the unrighteous, the ungodly, the unholy, who, 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 who don't want God, who, who, who see no reason to get God. I come out, I come out begging you, make God Lord and save your life. He's the best thing that ever happened to you. He'll deliver you from alcohol. He'll deliver you from drugs. He'll deliver you from, from running needles up your veins. He'll deliver you from whatever situation you're in. I don't care how messed up you are, God will deliver you. If you make a choice to serve him and come to God and say, God, I messed up. God, I want to be a Christian, but, but, but the world got me, and I can't seem to get loose. If you loose me, God, if you turn me loose from this world, if you take this grip of this world off me, I serve you, God. I walk right, I talk right, I do right, I live right. I declare to you, God will do just that. The Bible says, whosoever call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I come by the encourage you. Call on his name. Give him a chance to make a difference in your life. Look in your life. Look back. Look how your family been living. Look how your in-laws been living. Look how your ancestors been living. From one generation to the other, drinking. From one generation to another, gambling. One generation to another, living promiscuously. One generation after another, doing all kind of crazy stuff in the sexual realm. You can make a difference. Let it start with you. Don't you be a molestation. Don't you mess with your children. Don't you mess with your little girl. Don't you mess with your little boy. Don't you put your hand on your on, on your pen phone. Don't you be like your family member would. Don't you be an alcoholic. Don't you be consumed by drugs and be an addict. You can be free today by the blood of Jesus. God's grace is sufficient. All you got to do is tell the Lord you want to be delivered. All you got to do is tell God you want to be free. And God will do just that. So thank you for listening this afternoon. Make a choice to serve the Lord. Oh, that's the best thing that could ever happen in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. That was powerful. Good God Almighty. <laughs> I just love the wisdom gift that you hear from Apostle. It is so beautiful. It is so true. It's profound. And it lines up with the word. There may be some that has, and for lack of a better word, people may have that reprobate mind where they think what they're doing is right but it's wrong. Their minds need to be prayed for. They need to get deliverance. Can you pray for them and those who don't even know they're in this type of mess because they think it's right? Yes. Precious Father, I come in behalf of those that... They're right and they're wrong, God. They've been in it for so long. Their mind has been revved, but you can't seem to reach them, Lord, because they didn't decide that this is the life I'm going to live. It's the same thing I'm going to do. Mama did it. Grandma did it. Grandpa did it. And they keep right on doing it, Lord God, over and over again. And, and But I ask, Lord, if you would lay your hands on their mind, that you open up their understanding, send somebody to witness to them. And when they witness, let them accept the witness to know, Lord, that they will turn, oh God, they will stop, God. In the name of Jesus, they will lay down this, they, they will turn from this reprobatedness, oh God. Turn from this ungodliness, Lord. This that displeased you in so many ways, oh God. In the name of Jesus, that you would tap into their mind, Lord. Bring in the wonder parts of your mind to the obedience of Christ. Show them where they're wrong. You do it, Lord. You got to do it. Do it by your Holy Spirit. I read in the scripture, said, by your spirit, said the Lord. Do it by your spirit, oh Lord. 
Change it now from the reprobated state in the name of the Father. Change it from the reprobated state in the name of the Son. Change it from the reprobated state in the name of the Holy Ghost. Do it for God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Apostle, not to burn you out because I know you gave a good word, but what does it mean that seven times seven demons going to come upon you? What what I'm alluding to is that I know someone who is a servant of God, and they know what they're doing is wrong. They could even line it up with the scripture. And I tried to explain to them that they're going to get it worse because they know better and that they said seven times seven. Was I right in the scripture, or what am I trying to say to make it clear? Well, when Paul said if a man... If a man do no right, and Paul was speaking of if a demon be cast out of a man, and he said he goes across dry ground, and he, when he come back to that man, and that man is back, doesn't come back clear, or he ain't let Christ, he, 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 he didn't let Christ take hold of his life and take root in his life. He just dare barren. Also, that demon will go back and get seven more. Other words, at the end of that man be worse than the beginning. Say, for example, before the man got saved, maybe the man didn't, Maybe the man didn't, didn't want on drugs. Maybe the man wasn't on alcohol. Maybe the man wasn't fooling around. But now that he backslid, all these spirits, these that are going to come into his life, these seven most spirits, along with the ones that were cast out, going to come into him. He's going to start doing things, cussing and lying and cheating, and doing things that he didn't even do before he got saved the first time. Now he ended worse than he beginning. And then because they're servant, it's, it's worse, isn't it? Yes, yes. Greater judgment. Remember, Scripture said that we have a greater judgment because we're leaders. A greater judgment is going to come upon us against some folks out there in the world. Ain't it saved? We will get a greater judgment because we knew better. He didn't know to do right. Remember, the Scripture said he didn't know to do right and does it not. Shall so be beat by many stripes, and they thinking it's a trial. Oh, I'm trial. This is a trial. I mean, it ain't no trial. No more whooping. You got to know the difference between a whooping and a trial. Woo. God don't God don't beat God God does not beat remember. God does not test you. We 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 will quote the scripture talking about God chastise though they love. No baby, that means that means because you done wrong. Chastise it means to bring judgment. Chastise means to punish. And see God love you so much you are his child. He loves you he don't want your soul to go to hell, so he does he loves you so much to whoop you to chastise you to try to get your attention. But God don't whoop people who don't do nothing wrong. Chastisement is not for a person that ain't sin. Chastisement is not for a person that live right. Chastisement is for a disobedient person. Wow. So what is reprobate mind? Reprobate. It means that God's going to stop. God's going to stop sending people to witness to you. God's going to stop sending the Holy Spirit to tell you to stand on your mess. God's going to just take His hand out and let you go ahead and love that man. Is that what you want to do? Or whatever that enemy, whatever that abominable thing you're doing, God is not going to try to get your attention no more to tell you to stop. He's not going to go. See, if the Holy Ghost don't draw, you can't be saved. If the Holy Ghost don't don't, don't complete, you can't be born again. So God will take His hand off and let you just go on and live that kind of life and die and go into judgment. So that's like deliberate sin. What is deliberate sin? Well, that's when you when when you when you know better and just deliberately do it, you know. You deliberately living in sin, you know right. Your mama brought you up right. Your pastor told you you got your Bible. You know what you're doing is wrong, and you just continue to live it. That's deliberate. 
Wow. It's, it's like driving down the road. It's like driving down the road and you decide you just want to deliver the world off the highway onto the grass. You did that. Just how you decide you want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Have you ever seen children out in the yard? You got nice clothes on. You got to watch them on Sunday, too. You see children in the yard, they rain that day. You look at that little boy went deliberately over there in that mud. Oh, he knew that mud was there. He deliberately went in there and got his suit all messed up. Stepped all in with his shoes and everything. So we see the child do that. See, that child knew better. That child deliberately went to throw in the seat when he got there. That's what we do. We deliberately go and do things that we know better. <laughs> so he knew he had on his Sunday clothes and Sunday shoes. Yeah. But looking at that puddle with that mud in it, he had just had to step <laughs> He didn't care. He just lost his care. He just didn't care. He just had to hear that that nature. He just had to go over there and just make it and just, just get all dirty. Wow. So it's just like the songwriter said, I won't complain because I brought it on myself. They used to that is true. A hard head make a soft tail. <laughs> That's what we were told. Yes. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much, Apostle. Again, you have been listening to Apostle Alexander Lockamy. And he's right here in Irwin, North Carolina. It is called the Burning Bush Non-Denominational Church. And if you would like to call him to invite him to your church or for prayer, what is your number, Apostle? 910-658-5206. Again? 910-658-5206. Yes, God bless you. I would encourage you, tell everybody to tune in on Thursday to the man of God. Truly, he has a wisdom gift. He can go behind the veil and rightly divide the word of truth. Again, this Apostle Alexander Lockamy. God bless you so much. Any closing remarks before we close out? No, we're good. All right, God bless you. Go ahead. I said, I just pray that everyone be cost, be, be, be cost for, for the decisions that they make. Yes. God bless you, and thank you so much for everyone tuning in. Remember Thursday at 7 o'clock, Apostle Alexander Lockney. God bless you again, and have a nice evening. God bless you. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. You have been listening to Apostle Alexander Lockney. Truly, he's a blessed man of God. He is my Godfather, and you can hear him right here on this radio station on Thursday. That's 7 o'clock p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m. If you would like to tune in, the number is 410-319-527-6036. Again, that's 319 319- Five two seven six zero three six. We thank you so much for tuning in to us. And as we sit back, one of the things that he mentioned is that we can't complain when we bring things on ourselves. We need to repent. We need to ask God um, to pardon us, to be godly sorrow, and to change our ways. Truly, God, give us a chance of repentance so that we don't have to go back. So you can't complain when things happen or when 
things go for the worse, you got to know what did I do to make this situation continue or to make this situation come on myself. So let us listen again to Reverend Paul Jones, I Won't Complain, and God bless you. That is Apostle Lockme's favorite song, and that is My God Dead. God bless you. Amen. I've had some hills to climb I've had some weary days And some lonely nights But when I, when I look around Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Yes, the songwriter says that I won't complain. You've been listening to Reverend Paul Jones. And God bless you again. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. You can hear us each week on this same radio station as well as the weekend. Again, you can listen to us on the same radio station, and God bless you. We want to encourage you now as you sit back and relax and to abase yourselves. The Bible says, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. I'll say again, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, that if you don't have anything good to say, then don't say nothing at all. Don't condemn yourself by the negativity that you say out your mouth against the people of God, against the word of God, and to debate the word of God. You need to come to exhort, edify, and encourage, give people hope, and give them love. I'll say it again, that you need to give them love in the midst of everything just to help them in their walk in the Lord. No one is perfect. This is why Jesus died on the cross, because he knew that we would be short in the things that we are doing and that he wanted us to have a chance to see the glory of the Lord, to see the things that he has made, to feel what it's like to be in the land of the living, to enjoy the fruits and the vegetations and the water and to breathe that fresh air of God. Can you imagine walking around with a mask, breathing in the mask? I was speaking to a nurse the other day, and I was like, you know, wearing this mask and the air that I breathe inside of the mask is going up to my eyelids, making my eyelids itch. And then the nurse said it gives you bags under your eyes. It makes dark rings under your eyes that the moisture that you're breathing behind the mask goes up to your eyeballs. And this is why some people have puffy eyes. God forbid. (laughs) And it is so sad that we had to endure this plague all over the world, that people are wearing masks, having social distancing, keeping uh, away from other people so they won't catch COVID, and practicing sanitation and washing their hands. You know, it is so good when you can just sit back and enjoy God, sit back and breathe his air, sit back and enjoy the fish, the fowl of the air, and to be able to, I mean, of the sea, and be able to enjoy that vegetation. God got everything here that we need. You know, we have those fresh vegetables. We're able to enjoy the fish and drink the water. And with the prices of eggs that's going up, truly, we can see the benefits of having your own garden. Uh-oh, I'll say it again. I know some people are so happy that they have their own garden and they have their own livestock because prices are going up and down. These are the advantages of just being in the land of the living and being able to know how to take care of yourself and see the positive and not the negative. I'll say it again, see the positive and not the negative. When you go to the house of worship, regardless what day it's on, 
You know, some people go on a Friday, some go on a Saturday, and others go on a Sunday. You should go there with uplifted hands. You should go there with an open heart. You should go there that you have looked at yourself in the mirror and said, what have I did to glorify God and to live my life accordingly? Yes, we all step back, but we can step up. That's one good thing about it, that we can keep going forward. You know, and when you have the God on your side and when you have the grace of God on your side, when you have the favor of God on your side, you can continually be blessed. That's why it's so very important, you know, that not only should we live according to the gospel, but it says that, remember now, treat others the way you want to be treated. Treat your neighbors as you would treat yourself And don't condemn yourself by saying negativity out your mouth against the servant, against yourself, and people of God. If you don't have anything good to say, then shut your mouth. Don't say nothing to make yourself have a noose over your neck because God will say, get behind me, you wicked servant. I know you're not. So you want to give it 100%. Go there with the tithes and go and offering. Go there to encourage and go there to listen to the word of God, not to judge, condemn, or to put down. Truly, I am really, really blessed. I thank God for you for listening. I've had so many different preachers call me. We normally have uh, different speakers that come on on uh, Sundays, and they are calling me to let me know their new schedule. So you will be hearing from those good preachers. And I have to admit, when I went to Hampton, Virginia, and I was like, God, why am I there? And that door opened up that now I have so many people from Virginia. I have Pastor Annie Gaskin that comes on on Wednesday. Truly, that is anointed woman of God. You can feel the power coming through the phone lines. I have Minister Michael Gray, a reverend, uh, Ray Lucas, I have Pastor Jones. He will be with us on Monday. He wants to do a special Bible class on Monday as well as a preach word. He said God has given him a special word for us on Tuesday. Uh, we also have Dr. Jones, and the list goes on, Reverend Rice. So I thank God for that trip to uh, Virginia. I've met some beautiful people I'm in fellowship with a lot of leaders in that particular area that I thank God that they are with me on uh, this radio station. So I thank God for that. Thank God for you. Some of the music that I was uh, introduced to down the south, you know, like I said, I'm an old country girl myself. I'm down there by Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, outside of, you'll see South Hill, you'll hear Emporio, uh, Valentine's, Virginia, Gaskin, North Carolina. So truly that southern sound. And I was so blessed and so fortunate to grow up around all types of music, you know, uh, different gospel music. You can hear it from a jazz perspective, from a, a, a blues perspective, from a contemporary, from a gospel, from uh, just regular ballads that However they give the word of God, be able to sing those words to uplift our souls is a blessing. So God bless you again. Let us listen to some of those sounds 
that I was introduced to, and this is by a young man named Elder Joseph Randall. Again, Elder Joseph Randall, we are so true, uh, truly blessed that I really love to hear how God has used him. And it's one of those favorites that you hear, just like it says that I won't complain. And once you don't complain, you just want to say, Lord, I just want to thank you. Learn how just to say when you wake up in the land of the living, you have the joy of the Lord in your heart, and you just want to thank him for everything, for opening your eyes, clothing you in your right mind. Your body may um, may not feel the best, but you move around and you give God the praise and just say, Lord, I want to thank you. So let us listen to him at this time. God bless you again. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. I'm your host. Apostle Margie Mercer, God bless you. Amen. I used to be real shy when it comes to singing. Because I just didn't sound good to me. I got news to you, I still don't sound good. But what I think about what the Lord has done for me, I don't care what you think I sound like. But when I think about just what happened to me last year, up until this present time. See, last year I went through a whole lot of things. Won't go through all of them, I went through depression found out that I had cancer, found out my heart wasn't pumping right, that was last year, and I was talking to somebody just the other day, and I was saying, you know, I don't know what I'm going to say, and they gave me something that, they said one word that just put it all together. Last year, it was trauma for me. But this year, it's triumph. Hey! Hallelujah. Ah. Yeah. Look like I got some witness here. <laughs> yes, you do. I went from trauma to triumph. All right. Because this year, they said they found a blockage. But when I went to take the test, they couldn't find no blockage. <laughs> Last year I had cancer, but this year I'm a cancer survivor. So to me, it don't matter what you think I sound like, because the word of God backs it up with me and says, make a joy for noise. Yeah. It might sound like a noise to you, but it's joyful to me. Can I get a witness here? So out of all the things that's going on, and I know that sometimes the people don't want to get up and praise God. They'll sit there and look at you and don't know what's going on. It don't matter because when I walk in the house of God and realize what he done for me, 
a bacon and a biscuit sandwich, and sometimes Mama will put a little syrup on that biscuit. I said, Lord, have mercy. God, I just want to thank you. <laughs> so I want you to get up and just feel the presence of God. You heard what he said, that it was a triumph. And now that they can move forward, that it was is a victory. That's how you have to feel that, you know what, you could be de- defeated last year, but you're moving up. You're moving on up this year, and you feel all right. That's because you depended on God. When you can depend on God, that you try your best to please God, you try your best to do the best that you can and repent before God, that you can know that God is on your side. Good God Almighty, I feel all right. So let's get up and let's praise God and let's have a good time. And truly, we know that our God is can do anything but fail. There's another uh, young man that I, I listened to while I was down south, and his name is Marcus Newsom. Again, that's Marcus Newsom. And let us just enjoy a little bit of that worship as we remember the Sabbath. Keep it holy, and we can just tell God that, you know, we are moving forward, that this year is a better year, a positive year, and a year that we won't look back, but we're going to look to the hills with come of our strength. Good God Almighty. Come on, let us praise him this morning. Amen. Amen. I want you to go here. I want you to go here. I want you to come right here. I believe I got power to speak. God to do it. I believe when y'all tell them. I believe the Holy Ghost is so low. Can y'all Come on, 
Yes, the songwriter says, don't wait. You can depend on God now. Yes, you can. That was Marcus Newsom. Truly, we love the Lord, and we are dependent on him now. God bless you. You don't want to depend on nobody else but our Lord and our Savior, that death, burial, and resurrection. Truly, we are so blessed that we need to depend on God. If you can't do anything else, you want to depend on your Father, the God that sits high and he looks low. You know why? Because your God loves you. Yes, he does. Your God loves you. If nobody else said to you today that your God loves you, yes, he does, that he loves you to the point that he sent his only begotten son just to let you know that he is blessing you, that he is there for you, and that he can work out all things and everything but fail. Let us listen to Dr. Charles Haynes as he said, you know what, Jesus can work it out. Amen. Amen. can work it out. You know, when you turn it over to Jesus, you don't turn it over to man. You turn it over to God because we know that our God can do anything but fail. When we give it to God, we know we are going to be blessed and it's going to be how it should be. God bless you again. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast 
As we get ready to close out, let us listen to Bishop Larry Trotter, because you know why the Lord is blessing you, and he is blessing me right now. God bless you, and thank you always for listening to us through the week, through the week and on the weekends. We are on this radio dial. God bless you. Amen. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.